Mackerel Podcast number 359, special edition, the WWDC 13 keynote, June 10th, 2013, brought to you by Smile Software, makers of fine software. Find out more at smilesoftware.com slash mwpodcast. Welcome back to the Macworld Podcast. I am your special guest host. Well, you can decide if I'm special or not. Jason Snell here uh, with three other folks, fellows, gentlemen. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to make assumptions about you being gentlemen. The three other members of our staff who were there at Moscone West uh, today, as we record this this morning, for the Worldwide Developers Conference 2013 keynote. So we're going to recap everything that Apple announced here on June 10th. And joining me, these three people that I suggested were gentlemen. Again, I'll let you be the judge. Right across from me, it's Lex Friedman. Hi, Jason. Good to see you in person. Thanks. It's good to be seen by you in person. Yes, I'm watching you now, in fact. Yes. Now I'm going to turn away and look at Dan Frakes, who's sitting across from me as well. Hi, hey, Dan. Jason. Yeah, we don't see each other very often. No, even though you live much closer to me than Lex does. That's a little bit, yeah. That's true. And next to me here is, of course, Dan Morin. Hi, I, Dan. I don't understand why I had to Skype in, even though I'm sitting in this room with you. <laughs> I know, it's a shame. It seemed, seemed Look away. Don't look at us. So there was a lot today. This was packed. The last time I was in Moscone West was for the Google I.O. keynote. And let me tell you, nothing happened, and it went on for three hours. This was a this was a two hours almost on the nose presentation by Apple, kicked off by Tim Cook. Um, lots of announcements, lots of details. I thought we'd start by talking about the new hardware. This is the Macworld podcast, and there was new Mac hardware announced today. First up... The MacBook Air got a refresh. It's not necessarily the most earth-shattering news, but I'm a fan of the MacBook Air. Dan uses a MacBook Air. Dan Frakes, you use a MacBook Air. What's wrong with you, Lex? I have a MacBook Air, he but I, I use a MacBook Pro as All my right. main Well, one. then you can't say anything here. Dan Frakes, what do you think about the, uh, about the new uh, MacBook Air? Well, I mean, the biggest thing I think for a lot of people is that the battery life, right? I mean, MacBook Air has always had good battery life, but this is like all-day battery life. What is it, nine, nine hours for the 11-inch and 12 for the 13-inch? That's yeah. right. So, I mean, that's that's pretty incredible if it if it ends up being true. Well, and I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I find myself occasionally disappointed by the battery life on my MacBook Air 11-inch one because even though it is small and has a smaller display and therefore uses less power, it's also a lot smaller in terms of how much battery capacity is actually able to fit in that case. Well, and we're spoiled by the iPad, too. Right, and the right. iPad, of course, which is much smaller, than <laughs> seems to last much longer. Um, but the, the improvements to the processor, I think, are, are kind of obvious mm-hmm. to anybody who looks at Intel's roadmap, and Intel's pretty pretty public with that right. kind of information. So seeing a speed bump there, that's about to be expected. I mean, it's been about a year since we've seen the last improvement to them. But, I mean, the, again, the battery life and the, the focus on performance is, is very welcome because the reason many of us have small MacBook Airs is because we take them places constantly. Well, Jason and I were sitting in the keynote with our MacBook Airs typing away. We almost chucked them over our shoulders in disgust when the new ones were announced, but we thought we should finish our job first. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, good call. And, and at 999 you finally get 128 gigabytes on the low-end one instead of 64, yeah, which, right. is, which is kind of necessary. It's not a price yeah. cut, but I find myself recommending the MacBook Air to a lot of people, and I say they start at 999 First off, um, I have to temper that with right. the, well, there's not enough uh, storage in there, and now there is twice as much. And then the other thing I say is, well, you might prefer the bigger one, the 13-inch, but that's $200 more, and now it's not. Now it's 1099 right. which I think is a big deal, too, because I would bet you that that is the best-selling 
like entry level kind of oh, Mac laptop I mean, is the 13 inch Air. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to sell a lot better now because I think a lot of the people who bought the 11 inch did for budget reasons, not because like us for portability reasons. And so I think right. bringing the price down $100 is going to make that the new entry for most people. And it replaced, you know, effectively the the MacBook right in the lineup. So mm-hmm. you know, it is the entry level. Mac almost in many ways. I mean, because most people don't buy a Mac Mini, which is about the only Mac that's cheaper than it. Um, so it's it's kind of a lot of people's first introductions. It's a great machine for you know like kids. People buy for kid their kids going off to college or what have yeah. you. So it's a it's it's even more compelling now uh, with the with the bumped up features. We're gonna still probably wait a while. It seems like to see a Retina edition, which makes yeah. which makes sense. Makes I think. Sense. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's very much a pro feature that got rolled out on the MacBook Pro last year. It makes sense that it will take a little bit longer for it to hit the what is now essentially the consumer level of it, their their laptop lineup. The only thing Apple didn't announce on the battery that I was rooting for only because John Syracuse planted it in my head was this notion of a uh, an algorithmically smarter battery because you know John like I do yes, our uses co- our his, colleague John Syracuse right. for those who don't know senior for contributor Stecker, for Mac and he writes for MacWorld too yes but uh, you um you know we leave our MacBooks plugged in a lot of the time. And that's bad for the battery. Apple says you should discharge it semi-frequently, and battery experts say you should leave your batteries around 40 or 50% most of the time, and that's the best way to prolong their lives. And so he was suggesting some kind of software algorithm that could look at your battery and say, hey, if you don't need a full battery charge midday, then I'm going to let this drop on its own and recharge even while it's still plugged in. And they didn't do anything about that. And so I don't know about you, but every time I buy a new Mac laptop, I'm excited by whatever the battery level promise is. And then you get it and it lasts that long for the first couple months and then it doesn't anymore. And then I'm sad. Yeah, I have that with my my is two years old now. And I, I can tell that it doesn't last. Yeah. Well, I, I would not be surprised to. <laughs> to see, you know, we I think one of the things that they've talked about a little bit, they, they certainly focused on battery life. I remember when they did their executive shakeup last year that um, Bob Mansfield ended up in charge of sort of a division doing, I think it's mostly wireless and semiconductor, this is sort of technologies division. And I I would not be surprised to see them investigating alternative sources because battery technology hasn't really changed from a, you know, sort of chemical physics standpoint, you know, in many, many years. Uh, and, And they're in everything that we use now, right? They're in every electronic device. My toothbrush has a rechargeable battery in it. It's So we're at the point where there is some serious work needed in terms of finding did it come from your teeth? Did my toothbrush come from my no, teeth? No, the battery that's stuck in your toothbrush. Like, was it stuck in your teeth first? It's not stuck in my toothbrush. It's actually in my toothbrush. Oh, I see. Yeah, that would be weird. Um, Max, I thought I told you you couldn't talk. <laughs> my mistake. So we need. I'm looking forward to seeing what that next generation is, but I don't think it will necessarily appear on a MacBook Air, and it seems like it's still something that's a few years out. Well, well I found that interesting because when, it, when we'll probably talk about this briefly when we get to iOS 7, one of the big things that they talked about iOS 7 was we did all these new things under the hood to make the batteries last longer and to be more power efficient. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised that they didn't say, and we did that all on iOS 10, too. Well, they did. They did. A little bit, but not... No, but, I challenge you, Frank. Yeah, I, with I, I, I agree with Lex. They did showed they all these all things with them? the process. Are we allowed yes. to talk about it yet? Well, I wasn't going to go there yet, so okay. let's wait. No, well, but you know, you're but wrong, and I'll 10. tell you oh, later. Yeah, we'll tell you. Stay tuned. No, no, it's it's but, like a cliffhanger. But did they say? But what I'm saying is, did they say that they were bringing all that to iOS 10, or excuse me, to OS 10 yes. for the yes. Mac? Okay. Yes. Well, then I stand corrected. You must have, must have passed I out must have passed a moment out. there, which it was there was It, it was, was warm. It was but, warm in there. So, but can I, can I say the one thing that I was disappointed with the, the MacBook Air? And oh, that uh, is that, <laughs> thank you, is that I, I still would love to see like LTE networking or you know some kind of wireless cellular networking in the laptop line. It's got to be a brought, carrier issue. Today, I brought my iPad and an external keyboard to, to work at the keynote because I knew I had a, an internet connection. 
Well, I mean, I, I think their argument, Apple would argue, is that if you've got a phone, right? <laughs> Just do it on that. I'm yeah. not saying that's correct. I'm saying that that is, I think, to their mind, that is the solution to that yeah. problem. It's not necessarily yeah. building chips into. Well, then, I think the why, carriers are scared. Why does the iPad have a? <laughs> I think the carriers are scared because <laughs> so on, the, on the on the Mac you can have all your different stuff open all at the same time and it's all pulling in data. Yeah, but the, the, the PC laptops that do that. Well, then it's Apple's fault. Uh, it's, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the other piece of new hardware, which we saw a preview of in an un Apple like approach. Uh, it's not going to be available available till this fall because the processors aren't available until this fall or I later this that, yeah, end later of this the year. year. End of the year, you're right. I, I'm assuming just fall. in time for Christmas. Yes, <laughs> December 31st. Yeah, um, it's the new Mac Pro. Long promised, finally wow. promised again. That, that was <laughs> a, eventually delivered. That was, a, that was a heck of an introduction, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, Phil Schiller with the with the kick and bass on the uh, the video that they played up there. And uh, Phil yeah, Schiller, a subwoofer. I enjoyed Phil Schiller's editorializing about how people uh, say Apple Apple can't innovate. Can anymore. no longer innovate my bleep. Yes, <laughs> well, we're going to be friendlier than the Apple keynote they here. Innovated yeah. his bleep is what they did, Dan. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, they did. So, so the Mac Pro is this like it looks sort of like a trash can or a, a very or very a, nice trash or a can. Quaker Oats box or something like a, that. A, kiosk. a very very nice it's, Quaker. It's Oats a box. black cylindrical prism. Yeah, it's a cylindrical. Like it's a cylindrical object with a, a kind of a looks ring. Like a, looks like a subwoofer. It, it does. It looks like a round, glossy black subwoofer. And what was interesting to me was, I mean, not that it matters so much, but as they showed the video, I got within the first two seconds of the video that it was round because they showed some footage of it and it was clearly round. But then the audience didn't seem to totally get it until the final reveal shot. Well, it was unclear if that was a, for me. I was like, is that zoomed in on part of it? Is that the whole thing? But I mean, I think and we we got a glimpse at it afterwards. It was in these rotating, or no, they weren't Lucite rotating. Cases. Lucite cases outside, yes, uh, a, la, cases. a la the old uh, the original iPhone when it was released. And I mean, honestly, if you want to compare it to a Mac that you've seen before, it's the Cube. It's basically the Cube yeah. for the new the new generation. Hopefully, better received. But in terms of design, right? It's this upright. It's you know you sort of you can take the exterior off, and it's got all the chips and everything are, right. are sort of laid out around what they described as this thermal core, which I think means that there's basically a fan in the center of it and the exhaust there's, is on top. There's a fan at the top. Okay. And on it blows. the top and, it's, and it sucks air up through the middle and then the, the air goes out. Okay, it comes in through the bottom, goes straight up the middle and out the top. And it's really interesting because it's a cylinder made of extruded aluminum, solid aluminum, and you can slip it off. It's like a sleeve. And inside, it's like a triangle. And there's three sides there, obviously, triangle. Yeah. Uh, just like two a triangle. Of, Refresh fact, my, my geometry, geometry here. Fact, yeah. Two of the sides are huge video cards, and the other side is the flash memory and the and the RAM, and then sort of in the middle behind the the RAM and the flash memory is the motherboard, um, and so you can upgrade the RAM, you can okay, upgrade you can upgrade that. the storage, very expensively. You probably can't upgrade those video cards, is my guess. Right, that's my guess. Right. So, but you can upgrade the 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 flash memory. It's no hard drives. It's only flash memory. You can upgrade it yourself, or you can upgrade. You can you can upgrade the flash memory yourself because it comes on a mini PCI Express card that fits into a, fits into a slot on the on so the motherboard. Is this then the mythical Mac Pro tower? It's close. It's close. I, it's pretty close to what I was what I it's pretty close to what I was hoping for a couple months. Was it a couple months ago I wrote about it? I mean, that, I, a couple for the first months ago, yeah, and a couple year years ago, ago, two years ago, and three Most years ago. Most recently. So, but it did it, it is it doesn't have the giant hard drive bays. That's right. going to be some, you know, somebody's going to need to make a Thunderbolt 2 expansion chassis for people who want to load up like five hard drives or PC cards. There's PCI no PCI cards. Card slots, right. but yeah. I mean, 
I don't know. I guess I guess there are specialized cases where you want PCR cards. There are certainly right. pros who use video capture cards or what have you, but certainly the pro level audience, I think, you know, especially developers, there's not as much stuff that you get to use. Certainly. Right, PCI. right, right. Although you know, Apple made it clear that they're expecting PCI X or PCIe expansion cards. PCI-X expansion cards, right? I'm, I'm, well, all these PCI... There's, there's multiple kind of expansion cards. Basically PCI-E. Thunderbolt 2, which yeah. the performance is going to be comparable mm-hmm. or better. And the, the the biggest concern I read a lot of people when I wrote about the Mac Mini, Mac uh, Mini Tower, people were complaining about mini, about um, excuse me graphics performance. And they put two pretty advanced graphics cards in here, and it can actually support out-of-the-box up to three 4K, 4K displays. displays, which is pretty incredible. I don't need that many pixels. Yeah. That's way more pixels than anybody needs. Ever. Anybody. And presumably a giant retina display that will come from Apple yes. at some point. That's I'm, Yeah. You've you got to figure that's coming. Welcome to our 70-inch. If it supports 4K re- displays, you got to figure there's finally going to be a retina big display coming. I think it might be a while, but sure. This fall. You think it'll be that soon? Yeah. Yeah, to go with to sell with that mm-hmm. Mac Pro for right. like yeah. 10 Because they don't want you to go Yeah, that's going to be expensive. Exactly. Yeah, so what do you think that Mac Pro is going to cost? I was talking to Roman... Roman Loyola about this a little bit. I've heard of him. I think you've heard of him. Good, um, two thousand to twenty five hundred for the entry level. Oh, I, don't. I was gonna. I was gonna say twenty five hundred, mm-hmm. but I think it's in the two thousand range for the for the base. Yeah, right. The current Mac Pro sells, and current is used really loosely because <laughs> it's old tech. Sells at base for twenty five hundred. Right. I, I can't I can't see it. I think this is a three thousand dollar computer. Even even the base. You. you don't think the yeah. base will be twenty five hundred? No. The same same price. I don't. I think they're going to jack it up because that's going to be interesting because we haven't it, seen. But we they haven't it's seen. A premium, they built it as a premium product in an era well, unlike yeah. when the G5 originally was built, which is where that enclosure comes from. And as that product has moved along and moved to Intel and got renamed, you know, it was more mainstream. I mean, it wasn't mainstream, but it was more mainstream then than it is now. And yeah. I just I feel like this is a product that was built specifically for the highest of the high end in a in an era where the iMacs and the laptops are already so powerful. Right. Um, so, I, you know, that how was... Do you, how my, do you top that? I don't feel like they needed to hit 2,500. In fact, I, I feel like they they maybe don't even want to hit 2,500. You may, they, yeah, you may be right there. You know, yeah. I mean, if they do, it's going to be a stripped-down model and everybody's going to buy the 4,000. Well, I mean, it anyway. uses an eighth of the aluminum. Here, here's my question. <laughs> Dan, Dan, are you the only one of the four of us still in the room who has a tower? I actually, uh, well, are you off? He doesn't read my articles. I I don't know. No, I I don't read every article. uh, He's too busy. No, I, I, I I got rid of my Mac Pro about a year, two years ago, because it was just. I mean, should have written. I needed. I needed. I I needed a new computer, but it was the the Mac Pro was just too big, used too much power, heated my office year round. And that's my my point is, I mean, I think all of us maybe were probably tower users at some point. Yeah. I had a yeah. G3 tower that I, I used a long time, but I, I mean, I switched mostly to laptops over the past decade, and that's where the business yeah. has been. Well, I switched to an iMac, and I still want a Mac Pro because I have the limitations of the iMac. So, so this is Holds for back me. Your article writing. Yeah, exactly. It does. <laughs> those those words don't just show up. I cannot fast type fast enough on this thing. No, I, I just wanted something with more expansion, a little more power. That wants something that'll keep up with the, the stuff that I do, um, and the. The iMac has been slow at times, and I was hoping for a Mac Pro. And this is actually pretty much ideal be, for what I want. It'll be great for ripping DVD. Oh, wait, no optical drive. No optical drive. Yeah, right. right. The, those days are over. Yeah. Goodbye, goodbye optical drive in the lineup. That is it, right? Yeah. Uh, have they retired the Mac? The old MacBook Pro. Pro. MacBook still Pro. Around, but those old. Yeah. I'm guessing those will die within the next yeah. year. Yeah. So if it's almost, not, almost dead. Yeah. Die soon. Almost R. gone. R. 
So there are going to be people who are, for them, this is like anathema to what a Mac Pro should be. I mean, they're really well, going to be upset. It's but too bad because this yeah. is all there is. Right. Does I it think it looks great. Build your, build I, your Hackintosh. I, I, do I do worry, though, because, I mean, my dad was a card-carrying cube owner. When they also, gave cards? Yeah. yeah. You got, it, because the cube was crappy, so they gave you a card so you had something <laughs> to hold on to. But, I mean, he would turn it off all the time when he was trying to plug in things. Like every stereotypical cube complaint, he would, you know, he got the cracks and stuff. And, you know, when you think about Apple with Unibody Max or with the iMac, with the stuff where it keeps the same form factor year after year, you feel like they're honing and perfecting and, okay, now they've, they've really got it and they're not going to mess it up. But when something is this new and different, the I do have gen. this one little yeah. corner of my mind that's like, man, I hope it's not – a total, you know, junk thing that's just terrible. I hope it's not a lemon. There, there is always that worry with the first generation of a new thing that, right. that there might be something that they didn't anticipate, especially when you get it into like, oh, there's 20 people using it on Apple campus and all of a sudden there's 2,000 people right. using it, you know. It does support three 4K displays, but no one's actually done it yet. Right. <laughs> we think. We're they said I could sure. be that guy. <laughs> there's not actually plugs enough to put all three of them in. Right? <laughs> it supports them. Well, like you can put them on, so you can stack them on top of the Mac Pro. Yeah. It is exciting that this that this product exists, and yeah. it, it it's not. I mean, the design of it, the actual physical design of it, is surprising. This strange pod, um, but the uh, the choices they made inside, I think, are not as surprising. That it doesn't have giant hard drive bays mm-hmm. or rooms for big slots that they went they built a system right. that that is outboarding all of those peripherals well, and so well, if you want to add right. those peripherals add them on the outside it's not and what they, they made a for. really good point of this being and this is more to the point this is i believe the first really new mac since the mac mini really i mean there's no everything else is a lot of the laptops kind of just been iterating or the mac mac air macbook air i guess is mm-hmm. the last sort of new model i mean granted this still has the mac pro name but it is the most significant departure for a Mac in a while, in a really long time. And so, and like they said, I think they, you know, we're looking at what does the desktop computer look at look like for the next decade. Um, yeah. And so, this is a really bold statement in many ways, but not a surprising one given how much we've seen stuff shift to laptops. Right. The, right. Apple's clearly been building up to this for years now in terms of low power, you know, componentry and flash memory and, you know, everything that they've been doing, making things smaller and more energy efficient and more compact has really been leading up to this. Would you say the only reason it took this long is waiting for the faster top of the line processors to become available? I, I think that's, I think this has been in the works for a while. And I think the design takes a long time. Yeah, the design takes a long time. And Apple has clearly been commenting on Mac Pros for over a year now. Right. And it's just Intel's been taking a long time to get out these new these new uh, Xeon processors. Right. I mean I mean there's no question they knew about this, you know, when they when they introduced the lackluster Mac Pro update last year, right? And everybody's like, oh no Thunderbolt, no through USB 3.0. Well, you know, that was going to be more trouble than it was worth for a what was otherwise kind of a, a middling update, so they're saving it all for the the Big Bang. But we'll see what it, we'll see how it actually measures up when yeah. we get our hands on it. And if you watch the keynote, there are six Thunderbolt two ports, not six FireWire two ports. Oh, did you misspeak on that? Yes, I wondered about there that. Six it's FireWire like, two ports. That's a lot of FireWire huh. ports. <laughs> there are no FireWire ports. Yeah. All right, let's move on since we were talking that about was, OS. 10, that was about it, right? To, that was they yeah, pretty much wrapped yeah, up there. Everything else is pretty much pretty much fine. Uh, to OS 10, we the RIP the March of the Kitties. Goodbye, Kitties. 
the uh, Apple has shifted to a new a new a new set of names, which is things that are in California, and they've chosen an odd one. Things that are in California. They just can't stop being weird. Things that are in California are great. Like Big Sir Monterey. Yeah. OS 10 Barry Bonds. He's in California, right? Yeah. So OS 10 traffic. Golden Gate. OS 10 Mavericks, which is not plural. Maverick. And it's not possessive. It's the name of a surf break. It's not even a beach. Because there is no beach there. It's a wave. It's a surf break several miles Mm -hmm. off the coast that is home to a big wave surfing competition. Uh, And Tom Cruise as a fighter pilot. I think it's weird. I think it's weird because most of the people who I saw responding, at least on Twitter, who aren't from around here, do not know that that is a thing. And it just – it sounds plural. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's not plural. It sounds plural. I don't – well, because know. Maverick is a word. Right. Complaining about Apple's naming is a fool's errand because they're going to name what the stuff what they're going to name it. But I'm just going hey. on the record where I think the calling the new iPad the new iPad was lame, and I think that Mavericks is maybe not the best choice. Long term, yeah. it's not going to matter. Right. Yeah, but it's just, you know, you would have expected it to be Big Sur or Yosemite right. or something like right. that. Yosemite would have They already used Yosemite Golden for Gate. Yosemite yeah. was a like code name for Nobody something. Nobody cares right. about the code names, though. Con- Sequoia. Condor. Instead, it is... It is Mavericks. El Capitan. Lassen. Shasta. North Face. Yes. OS oh. 10 Culver City. Oh, Mecca by the 10. way, <laughs> I, I, can, I can predict that <laughs> next year at this time, the purchases of California atlases <laughs> will be going through the roof because people will be scouring the state for And, for and you're saying that information is not in the Maps app. OS 10. I'm going oh, yeah. to say Malibu right now. All right. So... OS 10 Mavericks, be it named as it is, and we don't even know what its version number is, 10.9, I guess, I yeah. guess, we assume. Uh, I thought this was a surprisingly deep set of updates that I had sort of resigned OS 10 to being mostly about syncing things with new features added in iOS. And instead, you know, we saw a lot of interesting new Mac features, uh, both sort of customer-facing and then things about, what is it, Lex? About saving energy, yes. conserving power, yes. things that Dan Frakes doesn't think That's are right. in here. <laughs> because he's crazy. Well, so I heard him talk about that with Safari, but I didn't realize they were also trying to say this also is the case. Oh, yeah, the compressed the memory. The, the yeah. Thing, yeah, so the compressed memory is a big one. Oh, right, right. One, but compressed yeah, memory. Ram right. doubler is back. Right. When, right. They were, when they were showing the, uh, the thing with Safari, it was, it's actually a very cool demo. They had a live graph on screen showing how much power the Mac was currently consuming. Yes. And then when they had this crazy active animated Safari window open, that was spiking. And then when they covered that up with another window, it immediately plunged. Right. Um, Which makes perfect sense, right? Because yes. like I'm amazed it didn't happen already. Thing, right? Why? Why do you right. need to devote but resources? To I, th- I think that that's not just a. I don't believe that is a Safari feature. No, I you're right. That is you're a right. Mac it is. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, and and in fact, this shows you how brain dead I am right now. Is that Very. I actually tweeted about all this, and the and the compressed memory, like you mentioned. So Jeez, instead man. of instead of paging memory to your drive, whether it's a hard drive or SSD. They're actually compressing inactive memory on the fly so that you're not paging to and from the from your drive as much. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's very clever. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here. In some ways, I mean, it was tempting to think of it as like with all the time they spent on the under the hood features, it was tempting to think of it as kind of a snow leopardy release. But at the same time, there are a lot of front facing, user facing features as like in well. The, in the Finder, yeah. The Finder, the finder gets an update changes. for the first time in God knows when. So so tab, I, the tabs, tab I think, are, are minor. 
I think right. that most people, you know, Apple's been moving away from the Finder more and more. I, I, think I know plenty of people who don't understand tabs in their right. browser, right? I mean, yeah. I use tabs in my browser, but I can't ex- imagine using tabs often in the Finder, personally. I don't, well, I don't I mind it. I don't spend that much time in the Finder anymore. Right. You know, there's, um, what is it, Tab Finder, Pathfinder. Right. Yeah. There's like four or five little utilities that are pretty popular. So I think there are, there are enough people to tout that, but yes. several I, hundred. I think, <laughs> I think the same thing's true with the, with the tagging, Tags, which right. I, I like. But that's kind of existed in some forms, even in OS X with labels. Oh, this yeah, is way cooler than that. Yeah, this oh, is I agree. It's, way, it's, yeah. way, it's better. It's more useful than I, labels, but it's the same. It's clearly right. built on that. And it's, I feel like, like tags came like a couple years too late. Yeah, I, I have too much stuff that's not tagged now. Yeah, if it had right. come out a couple years ago, then yes, I would have no, tagged everything. Really it would have been perfect. gems that Dan will write reviews of that will look like use Spotlight and right. look through your stuff and do auto-tagging of your of your files, yeah. probably, since but I, yeah, presumably I, Apple won't do I that. I wanted this years ago when I first started working on relational database like work when I was doing web development and being like, oh, you know, it would be great if your file system could just be all, like, tagged. So instead yeah. of having a folder, you could just be like, oh, where's all my important stuff? You know, and, and Apple's been doing that, what, with save searches and all my files. They've been sort of moving in that direction, right. whereas it's like it's not as important that you have folders full of stuff, that you make folders and have a, a hierarchy that you impose. You can sort of semantically figure out what that hierarchy is. Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of apps, both desktop and iOS where people organize all of their data by tagging and it's oftentimes I mean maybe not to Dan Frakes who I know really loves hierarchical hierarchical folder organization uh, where I store all of my Macworld articles in a single folder called Macworld articles um, but, you know when people organize their stuff by tag it's easy if you if you are good at tagging if you yeah. think of you know what's my first tag that comes to mind for this and use it and what's my next and use it and, you know if you're good at tagging then it's a very easy way to store and look yeah. at files but, I need tags for my tags that's yeah. what I need yeah, tags because because then you have all these tags across all your different apps, and you might have different tags yeah. across all of them. It's maddening. But, but just the fact you know, Finder labels. I use these. I use Finder labels a lot. But you can you can <laughs> you only maybe in the minority. I, I realize you're I'm the, in the one. Minority. Yeah. Um, mainly like to keep track of active and you know important things that are happening right now. But you're limited to one Finder label per thing. Right. So with tags, you can have multiple. I things. will say the one cool thing I really did like is that tagging. So you click on a tag in the sidebar, and it shows you tag stuff right. both on your drive and in iCloud. Right. Which is applies file system accessibility of iCloud in the Finder, which is right. kind of a big could deal, I think, because that, mean that, that unifies start... all your all your stuff, and you don't have to. Oh, did I save that in iCloud or did I save that on my hard yeah. drive? And it could also potentially mean. I mean, they didn't show this, but if you can get to the iCloud files in Finder, does that mean that you can then say, "Hey, this is an iCloud image saved in App A. I want to open it in App B." Yeah, because that would be pretty hip. Notification Center, which was introduced in Mountain Lion, got a big update or is going to get a big update in Mavericks. Oh, man, they, they addressed a big one Super for me. Super exciting. I, I loved every single thing they showed about it, Jason. Yeah? What are you, what's your favorite? <sighs> my two favorites, since you asked what my two favorites yes. are. What, what were your two favorites? I like Max? that they can sync across iOS and the Mac and that you can dismiss them in one place and have them be dismissed everywhere. Oh, yeah. No. But that, and they yeah, didn't show yeah. this with reminders, which is probably my most common notification center thing, but these contextual interactive mm-hmm. notifications I think are very happy. You know, reply to an iMessage within the notification. If I can say that a task and my reminders thing is done from that and not have to click on it, have it open the reminders app, find that one and mm-hmm. check it off there. If I can check it off from the reminder notification, I'll be the happiest if, man. If I can reply to iMessages without ever opening messages... <laughs> Because I wanted that. I wanted something that would just set up in my menu bar right. and it would like the messages come in and notifications part of messages are fine. But every time I'm, I get a notification, it opens messages. And invariably, well, that, I write a reply and I quit. And then the person writes me back and it opens messages again. And you know, it's one that they, they sort of glossed over a little bit is Notification Center already supports notifications from websites. Right. But today you have to have Safari running. 
and now they say that Safari won't have to be running, meaning, or you won't have to have that page open in Safari. So if you want to get Gmail notifications without leaving Gmail open in your browser, you can start to get yeah. those, and that's kind well, of great. I like for the laptop, I guess for any Mac, but especially for laptops, is that when you open the lid and your, your computer's locked, you can still see all of the pending right. notifications. Right, although I liked Jason's point, that, which I thought of you as well. You need to turn that off because I've, I've already heard stories about people who have little pop-up notifications that that it's like this is an important email about that person we're firing and it's like no 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 you can't see that so you'd need to be able to i'm yeah, sure that's yeah, an option yeah. hold on we've just off. emailed you your reset password right. yeah. well it's probably just like on ios where for each for each notification you can say show on lock screen yep, yeah that's exactly yeah, how that, it's going to be probably it um full screen multiple display dan Morin. when i saw i heard dan Morin cheer from the back i looked at dan Morin with a big smile (laughs) so exciting yeah so so i'm really excited a couple versions ago apple introduced all sorts of things there's expose from way back but we've had this we've had full screen apps we've had you know swiping around between the different things spaces mission control all that stuff but if you're somebody who has two screens you have two monitors you have a laptop open plus a an external monitor whatever a lot of these features are completely useless, especially Three, full, sc- displays. full screen mo- mode. Screen apps are yes. great. So yeah, if you have your like 11 inch Air hooked up to a cinema display like I do, and you full screen something on your 11 inch Air, your 27 inch cinema display contains nothing but giant linen, linen, <laughs> linen, linen everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's meant that I, I mean, I always use a multiple monitor setup for working, and I just never, never. ever use exactly. full screen apps. Mm-hmm. And now, now you can do this. You can have these uh, these different screens run almost independently, even to the point of like there's a menu bar over there. There's a menu bar over here. It's really kind of interesting. Here a menu bar. Oh, there a menu bar. Some of your old favorite and, MacBook and, and, and Air and menu bar. Menu bar. I, I, when I had my MacBook Air and a, and a big screen next to it, I had the MacBook Air like as a minor task sort of right. view, and that would have been perfect for a full screen view and just let it sit there while I'm doing all my work. Yeah. And now yeah. with Mavericks, you're going to be able to do and that. And let's not leave out using an Apple TV as a full screen external separate display right. that is not mirrored, which right. is yeah. actually awesome. Right, right. So in so in Mountain Lion, they added the ability to, to, to mirror your Mac display on your Apple TV. So now you can actually set up that Apple TV and TV because I like that as a separate monitor. It completely. was fun for watching video or something. Right. It's like, oh, let me show you this video right. I can't get on my Apple TV. But what was tricky for me is sometimes I wanted to use the full screen display and have like sort of a multi display setup, and it's pointless because like you know I might be doing like a game or something on the big screen. It's like, but I'm still using the MacBook on my lap, and so I keep like instinctively looking down at that. And it's like, well, it doesn't matter. The same information here me, and there. For yeah. me, when I see the feature, the first thing I thought of was I, I'm thinking of it as the Showtime feature because Showtime doesn't have a Roku app. The only thing the Roku app does is let you watch trailers, but they have an iPad app and they have a Mac web-based interface that you can use to watch Showtime on demand. So. It used to be that when we watch Showtime on demand at home, the laptop has to be devoted to it. I can't right. use my laptop or anything else. And my in. laptop's the right. only one that supports AirPlay mirroring right now. My wife's doesn't and nothing else in the house does. But now I can keep using my computer for other things and still have right. weeds on the screen or whatever. And that's very exciting. That's well, very cool. well, you know, as the Mac Gems guy, I get emails from people all the time saying, I've got two menus or two displays. And I want my menus on every display. And I want my dock on every display. And th- here they, there you go. Here you go. The dock implementation is tiny bit weird. Because it's sort of like when you have the dock hidden on the other displays. Because you have to move the mouse down to where the dock should be, and then yeah. it just well, pops over know that's from one display to the other. Is it automatically hidden? Or that might be an option. Yeah, oh, yeah so I'm that's why I don't know. Because I don't option. auto-hide my dock yeah. anywhere. Right, because I, I want it to be just the same. If the menu bar can be in both places, I'm okay with my dock being in both places. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the way it's going to be. And, okay. And that's pretty Wait, cool. It's going to be. All right. Uh, we still haven't even gotten my favorite exciting new feature yet. What, what is it, Lex? Tell us. I think the thing I'm most excited about is, is actually no. I'm, do I look like <laughs> Serenity Call to you? It's iCloud Keychain, Jason. Yay. Right. So it's related to Safari. Yeah. 
iCloud keychain. Sorry, man. one password. Yeah, yeah well, go yeah. ahead. Go, go ahead and go explain ahead. it first. Yes. Well, so, before, so before it's Dan explains why when, it's terrible, you can when, no, why it's no, good. No, no. When Apple had uh, .Mac, what was it called most recently before? Mobile Me. Mobile Me. When yeah. Apple had Mobile Me, you had some password sync between devices. Right. Keychain, and then your said, keychain sunk between Macs, but right. not Then when they really said, well, we're going to do iCloud. Devices. By the way, we're getting rid of keychain sync. That's no longer going to be a feature. Surprise. And now <laughs> it's back. It's iCloud keychain. It's better than and ever. It's it, re- it truly, sincerely is better than ever, Dan. I agree with you. Because it, it can generate passwords for you that are good and secure and Which magical. Awesome. It can save all of them. It can save your credit cards. And that, you know, Google just announced this with Chrome a couple weeks ago for Chrome oh, on yeah, mobile where you can shopping, save your, yeah. right. So you can, we took 27 checkout steps and made it into three so that now I don't Give have to put in money. my credit card information when I'm on my iPhone because I hate putting my credit card in my, and you know, the only way I enter my credit card on any machine, Mac or iOS device is via dictation because it's easier than looking down at the number and tapping in. So Apple servers have 27 copies each week of my credit card number, hmm. which is already bad, but it's going to sync your passwords between iOS and Mac devices. And it can make them be super secure. And it means I don't have to rely on a third-party utility to do it. And it's going to – I don't know. Yeah, I mean I started trying to use one password and I do use it for some stuff. But I find that a lot of times it gets in my way. Right. Like and there the, are sites where it constantly pops up the little like you want to remember this. And it's like it's because I put in like a different URL or something right. like that or different depending if you're on the login page versus the home page of a, of a website. Having you might, two different layers of remembering really passwords insane. where there's Safaris and OS 10s and then there's also one passwords has never been the most convenient way to do it. There's sure. two different things remembering my passwords. Yeah. And I, I mean like you it. pretty much have to turn off Safaris if you're going to use yeah. – Well, I never have. Yeah. yeah, well that, yeah, I didn't makes that, it, that makes it much worse. Yeah. Yeah. Also – you know, you can't embed one password in uh, the browser on iOS. So yeah. there's a there's a browser right. embedded in the one password right. app, but I don't surf in the one password right. app. And it doesn't get all the JavaScript it performs it's not benefits. Fast, yeah. 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 So so now presumably, although I'm not sure I saw this demoed, but presumably it will sync with your iPhone and your iPad, and you can do autofill on those devices. I think they said that more or less. I yeah. yeah. I did, I was listening for that and I didn't catch That's it. The they said it's they said it's synced with iOS. That's the killer right. feature. Is if right. it, if it, it will let you insert your credit card and your password yeah. and all of that. In Safari on iOS, that's a big deal. Oh, I, th- I so this so. sounds they're showing it there yeah. on, on so iOS. So this device. sounds great, but let me take <laughs> you back. Parade, Bring us down. Down. Let me take you back to reading list, and and Apple at the time pitched it as sort of basically saying this is kind of like Instapit. Er, in, I sorry. never thought that's what Apple. Go ahead. That, go ahead. So they didn't say it specifically, but they pitched it but as Dan basically the same it. thing. Yeah. You heard it, and and it really was, a, and still is to this day, a pale shadow of Instapaper. And so I thought the demo for reading list stuff today was embarrassing, by the way. <laughs> Look, you can keep scrolling <laughs> so, through so, articles. So I'm, all, I'm just, yeah. all I'm saying is I'm, is I'm skeptical and I look forward to seeing it because I'm switching on it day It takes one. a lot. It's going to take a lot to, to replace 1Password for me and for people oh, yeah. who are... Not much for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's going to take the gone. existence yeah, of yeah, anything right, else. Right. I love those people, but... Well, I'm, and that's I'm the thing. Is reading li- it's like reading list in that way, and that reading list, a lot of people didn't use Instapaper. It's really for more of a power user feature. And a lot of people that were just normal everyday users used reading list because it was there. And I think right, that... Uh, I think even iCloud keychain... I have the same experience like with reading list, which is to say... Uh, well, honestly, I end up doing the same thing with, that I do with Instapapers. I put stuff in it and forget it's there and never get back to it. Um, but that's more of a me failing right. than a technology failing. Um, but I, that said, I, I do think that there is there is a lot of power to stuff that's built in. And I know, I know 
dozens of Mac users, almost everybody in my family at least, oh, yeah. you know, who would never in a million years use one password or something like that, right? Right. But they will just click that button that says, oh, do you want me to remember your password for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Great. It's, it's going to be seamless. It's going to be super secure. And, you know, the well, fact that it's... will it be super secure? Because by default, the keychain is locked with your user password. Right. So the only per- people that will have access to it are you and the NSA. So you need a good user password. Right. But I'm I mean, just ignoring it's, Dan. Here. I was just talking, they're, they're using robust AES 256 <laughs> oh, sure. bit encryption. Sure. But blah, it, by blah, default, blah. It, you know, in order to make it easier for users, the keychain is unlocked by you logging in. Right. So there are cases where it's not going to be, I think, nearly as secure as something like 1Password, where you're supposed to pick one really good password. And so we're going to need to start telling Mac users when they start upgrading here that they need to either change that password or they're going to need to make a much stronger user password uh, and lock when they go to sleep. I, I, I wonder if well, I wonder if OS X will prompt you in the future, you know, based on this, the, to like, you know, right. how strong your account this, password well, And remember that you've always been able to pick a different keychain password than your user account. And right. so, yeah. so you, you could... you have to pick it. Right. You have to pick it. More tips for us to I, write articles. I use right. my, my user password as my 1Password password also. So oh. I, I'm the, the worst. The worst. But having it built in is... If no, you I, pull it off, I, even, even, even I if they can get just a C. I use password as my 1Password password. Having it built in, even if it's only like C level compared to 1Password's yeah. A level, is still miles better. Right, right. And just that, by that's part of what I was getting at is that, yeah. is that it's going to make it accessible for a lot more yeah. people. And I'm sure 1Password will find lots of ways, as yeah. as all uh, competitors to Apple who have a lot of their features um, taken over by the core system, they will find all the different edges that, that, well, you know... It's Apple's solutions to problems are always going to be for broad users, mm-hmm. and they're going to have a lot of the rough edges filed off. And some people want those tweaks and rough edges, and that's the opportunity for those those right. parts. And some people would never use the better quote unquote things, but if it's right exactly. there in the OS, they'll say, that's "Hey, this is cool." And I think I mean I think it probably long term has a potentially negative impact on a business like one passwords because sure it's, but you know it's and i think it's a little bit different from something like you know when safari had rss built in may that rest in peace um <laughs> no. you know brent simmons was saying this is good for net newswire long term because more people will learn about rss and then they'll want something better but if this works this is not the kind of situation i don't think where people yeah, are I like agree. well uh, my passwords are synced across all my devices but i want something that syncs my passwords yeah. all across Only my devices some devices in some more complicated well, way well there are other platforms that right. this isn't right. but still yeah. you if you use an android phone maybe you mentioned safari mm, i did um, we should also mention while we're talking about safari the uh, there there's another feature there that's not reading list but it is Twitter links, right? Which is actually, I think, a great feature. That sure. Twitter and LinkedIn links. For those of you who use LinkedIn, I don't. <laughs> I haven't met anybody links. who is that person, but yay for you. But I use Twitter links all, all. No, the it time. doesn't. It, it can, Facebook is conspicuously absent. Yeah, well, I yeah, think Facebook was. wants you to do certain. I don't know, but right. your Twitter links. They may I not use, have access to that information. I use information. Twitter links as a reading list all the time. Yeah. So I actually think that's a really cool, a yeah, clever, fun pretty, feature. That is pretty cool. So, so, so let's let's. You're weird. Let's uh, yeah, you're weird, correct Lex. me if I'm if I interpreted this wrong. But they call it shared <laughs> in your face, Lex. <laughs> they called it shared links, and as I understand it, you can do one of two things. One is you can follow Twitter accounts, and then it shows you the links, your know, tweets with links in them in those accounts, and you can follow certain people 
who save links. So you can be reading something and say, I want to save this link. And then it, those links get shared with people who are following I you. I don't or think is that's it only I think Twitter. So they said basically a there's a one-click bookmarking feature. Right. But that just adds it to your bookmarks. You can. There's a retweet option. List. So okay, There so is a retweet I option. I think you misinterpreted the first thing you said, or at least I heard what you said wrong. Because it's not that you follow people specifically for this feature. I believe it's looking at your Twitter that list. That's my question. And right? it's pointing right. Is yes. it only for that, Twitter? That's yes. what it says yes. on Apple's yes. website. So it's just people you follow Because the way they described it is like, oh, and you can share links with people. But it sounds Dan, like he's saying only if have you, you ever used you, Twitter, you, you can share links more, with people on Twitter. You, you saw a way more interesting keynote than the yeah. rest so of us did. With sharing, basically, when you're, when you're looking were, at that sharing sidebar right. and it's got stuff from your friends, right. there's a little bar at the top that shows the tweet about it yes. and you can click I, right yeah, there to read. I think that's a cool feature. Yeah, I know. I agree. I just was, when he said, his specific words were, you can share links with your friends. Yeah, you use the sharing. Right, but he didn't, I was unclear. Let me introduce you to a service called Twitter where you can share links with your friends. That's what I was unclear about. Does this mean only by tweeting we got some new yeah, apps right. in here. Before we move on from OS X, <laughs> we've got a couple more apps. Um, Man, Maps, it, Maps is finally on the Mac, and yeah, iBooks is finally on the Map. The the best Maps introduction by far is the on fact the that you can share, map. you can share, you can send over direct Twitter, driving right? directions <laughs> via Twitter to yourself <laughs> no. and your no. share <laughs> You can send you can driving send directions right to your phone. phone yeah, awesome. I want that for everything. Yeah. I want that button everywhere. Send this document to my iPhone. Send, send this email my to my iPhone. Like just my uh, yeah, just get whatever the heck I'm looking at and put it on my iPhone. I yeah. thought that was awesome. I mean, that yeah. was essentially yeah. what I loved about iCloud tabs. Yep. It was like, oh man, yep. I want to look at this site on my on my iPhone. Or, or I want to look at this site I had on my iPhone on my Mac. So having that there is in and of itself, I think, a winner. And Maps. I don't know if Maps, granted, your direction may still lead you into a river but <laughs> we I, so two weird things with that was that i was surprised a that they didn't talk about maps data at all they did they mentioned it very briefly they said they had been working on it and improving it but they didn't go into it oh i didn't pay attention then but i also think you know they've got there's these literally one sentence ibooks and maps in the uh in the mavericks preview have these new flatter style icons mm-hmm. but nothing else does so they kind of stand out as look we're ios apps on your mac kind yeah, they, of well look. they didn't go back and redo all the other apps Although which they, they did, did elsewhere yeah for they did the redo the ui on calendar death right. the stitch lever leather <laughs> yeah we didn't even mention Rich that clear corinthian Rich leather Corinthian leather is gone i presume that can only i can only presume that means that the address book bookie format is also gone but they did not talk about it or yeah, show it there's so no that, guarantees well, there's no guarantee but that seems like with the hugely anti-skeuomorphic like right like remarks they kept making i have to think that is also yeah I, I i got a kick out of all the jokes there was what there was one about wood one about green felt one about stitching See, we're not in we're not in ios 7 yet yeah, though you're totally cheating you're, oh dan just he's jumping the gun uh, i was talking about it on calendar which is an os 10 mm, which is an os 10 mm, dan just just mm. ran not yet not yet. We're almost there. And iBooks, the iBook stuff iBooks. is cool. Uh, I'm about to just there's very just take off here. <laughs> <laughs> there, drop the there's a very the definite non-skeuomorphic look in iBooks too, right? Because there's no shelving. I'll bet that there's an option in iBooks to I make would, your book look bookish. I would actually be surprised. Because still is on the iPad. Bookish. I would actually be surprised if there was on the on, on the Mac. I think this, it's just this is great more for iTunes-y. people. We've we've gotten as book as book publishers, we've gotten a lot of complaints from people about, and I know Adam and Tanya Anks who do take control eBooks have gotten it too. Complaints that. Um, you know, you can't read these books on the Mac because there's no iBooks for Mac. So there finally is, and more exciting than that, all those fancy iBooks author books that were previously available only on the iPad will now all also play on the Mac. I also am, you know, assume that things that you build yourself, for example, if I generate an EPUB from Scrivener, that I can open it yeah, and I'm view sure. it in iBooks, which is which is so much better than emailing it or Dropboxing it to myself on my iPad, getting my iPad, checking, okay, I made a typo right there. Yeah. Now I have to go and do all of that over again. That's a big yeah. deal. 
So there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, Mac Mac uh, overview here. Not only did we get a couple new Mac models, but OS 10, which could have been seen as being kind of on not on life support, but on just sort of like just stay synced to to iOS. Managed for profit. Lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff in here. I'm excited to see it. And that was that. That was the end of the keynote. No, but there <laughs> there was more. But before we move on to our next subject. I'd like to tell you about our sponsor. Ooh. Yeah, are you excited, Lex? I'm our, super excited. Our, our, I, know you, I know you are because I know you love these guys too. It's Smile Software. They're very nice people. Love them. They really are. Um, and they are the makers of, uh, among other fine products, PDF Pen 6. PDF Pen is an all-purpose Mac PDF editor. You can add your signatures. You can add text and images. You make changes and correct typos in your PDF. Boy, I've done that. That's the most infuriating thing when you got a PDF that's got one letter wrong. Mm. You can take uh, documents uh, scanned and OCR'd, uh, build forms, um, and there's even Microsoft Word export in the new version, version 6. Have we ever rated this fine we, app? You know, I'm glad you asked me that question, Lex. You're good. We should do this. We should do ads all the time together. Yeah. Um, four and a half mice. Four and a half mice. That's just about all the mice. And that's just the one version. If yeah. we added all of their apps together, it would be like 18 mice. That's a lot of mice. That's, that's actually an infestation of mice. So let's focus on the four and a half gotten for PDF Pen. PDF Pen Pro is available for $99.95. It's uh, $40 more than PDF Pen. Uh, and that's the one that got four and a half mi- mice. And it does all sorts of stuff. Um, creates PDFs from websites, um, create and edit tables of contents, create and edit interactive uh, cross-platform forms, automatically create fillable forms. Just an amazing uh, amount of stuff for the pro version at $99.95. Here's where you need to go. Smilesoftware.com slash MW, that stands for Macworld, MW Podcast. Go there. Uh, tell them that we sent you. you. The URL will tell them that we sent you. And uh, they're really nice people, too. So Smile Software, formerly Smile on my Mac. Now they just smile at everyone. <laughs> they and, smile across devices. Yeah, across all the devices. PDF Pen 6. Thank you for sponsoring the Macworld Podcast. Now let's move on to the big what, one. what for me was the mind-blowing part of the uh, keynote. I'm glad you got your mind back. I, I Have I, Dan? Well... <laughs> iOS 7. We knew that there would be big news about iOS 7. With the departure of Scott, Scott Forstall, there were lots of rumors about Johnny Ive in charge of the design of software as well as hardware. What was that going to mean? There were a lot of people saying, well, they're just going to skin the new thing with something slightly different and make everything look flatter. Um, but what we got from iOS 7 was not only um, a massive change in, in look that will be coming to your iPhones and iPads this fall, but a bunch of new features as well. And it, it kind of blew me away just that, that it was lots of new features and this really dramatic look. I think it's fair to say, sort of like with OS 10 in the early days, iOS for the first few years was really about adding all the missing features. And this is the first time that Apple's really gone back and, and reevaluated and rethought a lot of the f- underlying assumptions of Tim of Cook iOS. said repeatedly this is the biggest change in iOS since the introduction of the iPhone. And I think that's... That's definitely true yes. if you look at it. It's 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 a radical overhaul. And and as you said, we, we did expect a change in UI and look going in, but this it went beyond that to, you know, they made a big point out of the, the Steve Jobs quote that, that design is not just how something looks but how it works. I have to tell you, you know, I was looking at it, and 
I, I had allowed myself to become convinced that this wasn't going to be a massive design overhaul. There just hadn't been enough time since Johnny Ive took over. And boy, it is totally it's a massive design really makeover. Different. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 almost like crazy they just gave it to an entirely new team and said, here, do what you will. Right. And it's, they did. And I thought that they made the excellent point, which is that it is completely recognizably iOS. Yes. There's no doubt about what you're using. And yet it's, you know. You don't need to learn how to do it, right? right? Like and it's, it's totally it's usable. But it, it looks, it's like, like they said, it's like getting a new phone, but you already know how to use it. Well, the icons are different. The fonts are different. and then The icons movement is and, different. And then there's, so the home screen, that's the one that really blew me away is that they're using the sensors in the phone to create a parallax effect. One of the things that in the video, John, uh, Johnny Ive said, because he doesn't like to be on stage, so he's just in the videos and then in the audience, was that they, they designed this with this idea of planes of depth. So you've got like layers that slide on top. You've got kind of where the icons and stuff live in the middle. And then you've got your wallpaper in the back. Which makes sense from a design standpoint, but then they do this parallax effect where, as you're holding it, it's like it's 3D and you're seeing behind the the background moves as you. It's crazy. It's, right. the, it's, it's like the behind the music as, story. Right. It's, it's as crazy as when they did it with the volume doohickey in iOS 6, where if you move your iPhone around today, you can see the volume. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was like the shine scene. on the and there's, yeah. and there's no reason for it, and it makes no sense. But no. at the same time, kind of you, you can't stop looking at it, it sometimes. Is, right. It is it's the cool. definition of eye candy. It is. Right. It is. There's but, no point to it right. except that it's cool. But there's so much other stuff in there that they, that does go into utility. I mean, I think yes. Control Center. Let's talk about Control Center. That is like that is it answers my complete favorite. I mean, one at a time, boys. It's a free update, and yet I think almost everybody in this room would gladly paid money just, just for, for that. Dan Frakes, what is Control Center? So I'm looking at a picture here. And 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 so before we've had the lock Extra screen, picture. people have been complaining for years that you couldn't do certain things on the lock screen, right? You couldn't you couldn't change your vol or change your brightness, you couldn't turn Bluetooth on and off. And so we've all I think all of us have written at one point or another how we wanted something like this somewhere. And I thought it was funny because I always figured they'd add a little bit, but we'd all be complaining that, oh, but they left out AirPlay or they left out – they put everything in there. <laughs> so if you drag you, it from the bottom of the phone. You drag it from the bottom of the phone, and it gives you this little translucent, semi-translucent panel that has controls for I – mean, I'm looking at the picture here. Airplane, Airplane mode. mode uh, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, do not disturb, screen lock, brightness, uh, music player, flashlight, airdrop, AirPlay, timer, calculator, and camera. And so uh, I, have, <laughs> I have a couple questions on it. One right, is, missing? can I customize those apps? <laughs> like, I, I do like having the quick access to the camera, but I, the timer I don't need. I'm only setting my timer via Siri. Can I swap out what app goes there? I'm guessing no. Yeah, oh. that's my guess, too. And then, You'll take what Apple gives you. <laughs> right. like and for, I, for now, anyways. That might be an iOS 8 thing. Right. I also want to know, what happens now if you double tap and swipe to the right? Because today in iOS 6 world, you double tap and swipe to the right, and that's where you get a very limited gone. subset of these features. Yes. This is just gone, gone completely? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, the whole multitasking thing is overhauled as well. Yeah, see, the right. double tap does something different now right. where it's doing Brings very much very much like you, you've seen in Safari before the, or, or actually WebOS. Web right, yeah, that's this what I said right right Where it slides yeah. back and you can see the individual screens of all of your running apps and you can flip with, between but them. But still with the icons right, beneath see, them too, which well, is an interesting Which is kind of cool actually because then you see the little icons at the bottom like so you, you always did. you get more screen. But you can see and more you know, right. And you know which app that is because not all apps are recognizable. Right, exactly. And that's what I thought was great because in WebOS you didn't see that. You just saw pages and you're like, I think that's Safari, but... You saw you had Safari on WebOS? That was impressive. Did you say AirDrop? Yes. Wait, wait. I just want to say one. You know. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Oh, wait. So you were talking about that thing where you double click and then you swipe to the left and right. you get the. So, 
I not outside of Macworld staff and a few Macworld readers, no one I know even knew that existed. And I think that's part of yeah. what every time I show could, that to somebody, right. they're like, "Whoa, whoa. What, what is that?" And it's, I just have to say, not, not only is good. it hidden, it's so stupid. On the iPhone, it, it has multiple. a volume control. Right, not a brightness. Exactly. Everybody's got two sec- volume buttons right there. And right. right, and no brightness. <laughs> right, no brightness. So, so yeah. people have been asking for Ridiculous. control, but this also, I think, makes. I'm still mad. I don't even care about it. I'm still whatever. What is control center? Fine, but I'm still mad. I'm not going to get over. The right. volume slider okay. for another one. So year. go, go ahead and air, air, go ahead and airdrop. Well, well, so airdrop, I was convinced, couldn't come to iOS without a dedicated app for receiving airdrop files. And I was hoping it was going to be some kind of iCloud app. But no, I was dead wrong. So apps that use the share sheet, the one where you tap the little share icon and then you get options to you know copy it to the clipboard or share it via messages or mail or whatever else, will gain a new option to airdrop it. And airdrop, they made some slam against uh, the Android bumping. Yeah, bumping your phone. You don't but have to walk you around don't have the to room bump. bumping So phones. if we were in this room right now and we all had our iPhones out and we wanted to airdrop a file to each other, since we're all here, I would see all of your phones and I would be able to send a thing to all of you. But I now, think it's going to be very app specific. If you don't right. have the same kind of right, app to sure. receive the data, I Because can't I was going to say, you know, they demonstrate with photos, which is an obvious right. option. I assume videos will probably work as well, but it's unclear exactly what else you can do. Can I go into pages? An airdrop of pages file? It, I mean, it sounds like yes. even if it has a if you're running also sheet. pages, basically. Yeah. So the interesting thing, though, is that on the other end, you have to be on the same local network. So that's th- incorrect. No, they they said in the no no your, it's peer to peer. It's peer to peer. Just like, like on airdrop, the Mac, but Mac airdrop. It so doesn't, it's it using just use, your Wi-Fi card, yeah, not uses, your Wi-Fi network. It uses sort the of Wi-Fi, a Wi-Fi direct yeah. thing. Boom! Frakes is like down to negative twenty-seven. Yeah. So basically, as long as you are in the same place and we both have Wi-Fi enabled. Yeah, it's got to be okay. enabled, but yeah, you don't have yeah. to be on the same But network. it's Wi-Fi, though, right? It is yeah. Wi-Fi. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 peer-to-peer. it's just not over a wireless so network. It's, it's over ad-hoc. Ad-hoc. So, And you're right, because he did say local room, local, not yeah. local it just Mac AirDrop works the same way. Right. You think you're just attached right. to your base station, but with Mac right. AirDrop, it will right. also attach to a local. And the like, theory peer-to-peer. is that right. should mean file transfers can go faster because it's peer-to-peer. You don't have to worry about other network latency. But that's given the peaks of But it's really about not fiddling with it. It's like if you're not on my Wi-Fi, it doesn't matter. We can still share things Awesome. So well, and then what was interesting is that if you do that, say I send something to you, then you get something that pops up on your screen saying, hey, Dan's trying to send you something. Do you want to accept right. it? Yeah. And I'll bet that if you accept a thing and you don't have a do- an app to open it, you can go you can buy go it. You can go buy it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. So, <laughs> so, so nutty. So we talked about multitasking. We talked about control center. Notification center is getting a workout, which is really good because it really needed yes. some. It's tabbed now. Um, you're going to have a lot more. Well, you get it. You get a today view, which is a little bit Google right. Nowish. Today yes. seems very useful mm-hmm. because yes. instead Apple of having now, all that other crap Apple collected, today. you can just look at what you actually care about. Right, and the missed thing too. So you can only look at the notifications you missed as opposed to all your notifications. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's trying to be helpful. It's not just showing you push notifications. That's that Google Now like com- feature. Completely overhauled. They completely overhauled photos, mail, camera. Like they completely overhauled yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah all everything. The, yeah. All the apps look different. They've the weather has actual weather. <laughs> Animated weather in it, and the whole look is very—it's very white with with some bright color, but it's it's not heavy. It's it's a, like a lot of white background. This is interesting because in some ways it's the first thing that makes me actually want a white iPhone because it's very <laughs> almost it almost seems white. to work better well, on the white. You iPhone. know, speaking of that, just the color choices. They they also pointed out that depending on what wallpaper you set, you can have an animated background image if you want an animated lock screen. But depending on the photo you choose, it will the sort of what, the same way that iTunes today looks at your album art and chooses what background or your show. translucent menu bar. Right. So today, when you yeah. pick out your wallpaper, it'll choose what accent color to use. On things like the new round phone buttons on the phone screen and things. Right. It's inherited from your background, which is weird. Crazy. I will say, I don't know with Siri 
exactly what they showed. They went through Siri very quickly. They mm-hmm. said, here's some new, very high-quality voices, which were indeed they very high-quality voices. Like the guy... presentation is slightly different for some things like movies. Right. Mm-hmm. Different answers. And they showed, it's a different interface when you're talking to a tube, but it looked like they were about to show a Google Now ripoff of live transcription, yeah, but then they too. didn't do it. They didn't talk to they it. They said, you see a voice wave. Right. There's a sound wave at the bottom, but I want to know, yeah. is it transcribing on the, because it said, and now it's going to be much faster too, but it still looked like he said, show me this. And it said, okay, let me work on that for you. Yeah. And then brought the results. And the biggest annoyance with Siri is I say, you know, search the web for Dan Moore and photos. And it says, okay, I'll perform a web search for Dan Moore and photos. But I don't want it to say that. I just want it to launch Safari because I have to wait for it to launch Safari and start the search. And I can't tell if they change that, if they're doing transcription on the it, fly It seems like it may not be done yet. Yeah. yeah. You'll get Bing search though. Right. Yes. No, actually, I, there, was a, there was an audible gasp in the audience when they said, oh, and you can I get your Bing can... searches right here. I thought of it more as an amusement than a gasp. Yes. In your well, face, maybe when Google. you were up in the press area where you were, but back with the heathens oh. where I was, there was yeah. a lot of... <gasps> I don't Ooh. know the norms. Yeah, <laughs> us, us, us plebes. You, you the developers. Right. So we, uh, developers are not the norms. Yeah. They're so, the special developers. That's right. They're developers. The, uh, I, I thought the, the multitasking, we, we mentioned the, the sort of WebOS card type thing, but they also did a lot with Real, background oh, right? yeah. multitasking. Dream come true, by the way. So, and, and right. the one well, I, as long as it doesn't kill my battery, right? right. I mean, this is, right. this is where all the Android people will be like, oh, now the iOS guys are saying yay to real multitasking. <laughs> it's like, I, I've always thought yay to real multitasking. The problem has been boo to bad battery life. Yep, right. And, that, and, that and on Android devices, that can be a real the, problem. The technology wasn't really there at that point where it's like, sure, we could to let everything run unfettered. There are plenty of jailbreaks right. that would say, here, let, let your stuff yeah. run in the background. But now Apple's got battery to burn, apparently. So. Yeah. Well, so the question is, you know, they talked about a very clever sounding algorithm where the iOS device is going to look at what apps you're using. And if you use Twitter or Facebook all the time, they'll, it'll instruct those apps, feel free to pull more stuff in the background so that as soon as they launch you, your stuff is ready. And if you always check CNN in the morning was their example, then they'll know at 6 a.m. they should gather the new headlines so that as soon as you launch it, they're there. That's all clever. It seems like they could have it's, – it's a step smarter than saying, let me choose which apps are allowed to have background right. access, which I thought was the way they were going to go. I thought when you launch an app, it was going right. to say, you know, Safari – or, you know, Facebook wants to show badges and Facebook wants the ability to pull data in the background I think because you'd always just say okay to that. Right. That's the like, problem. Oh, yeah, you end up with four dialog boxes right. and nobody's right. going to read them. But right. I think more than that, this they also smarter. have talked about the other improvements where it's like you unlock your phone, then your other apps know, oh, hey, now's a good time to go fetch stuff right. or we're on better Wi-Fi, so let's grab stuff now as opposed to when we're out on cell. Like they, they spend a lot of time optimizing and making it so it's intelligent about when it does run in the background and what kind of things it does in the background. You can get through the entire Lord of the Rings opening credit sequence on one iPhone background <laughs> on iOS 7. <laughs> Presumably, developers will have some new APIs, and we don't we can't see behind the curtain now of the rest of the conference. <laughs> that developers will have new tricks that they'll be able to use to say, "All right, app." Here's what you do in these circumstances, right? Here's what you do when you wake up. I want you to I want you to do this. So it's not just like your app is running blindly. Right. I think I think maybe the developers will have some nice tools about uh, setting out what the uh, what the app will do in those circumstances. So you know, but it, it is Apple wants us to feel like this is real full multitasking and not the protected limited multitasking, and that's cool because there's some things that never fit into. The, the the five cases of multitasking that were allowed. And it sounds like now those things will be able to run anyway, mm-hmm. which is cool. I'll tell you the subtlest feature that I liked where I thought this really means that it's not just a, a, a major facelift, but a rethinking of how stuff works was that Safari thing. Because already Safari, they had made some changes where stuff gets a little bit smaller and out of the way as you start using it. But now they showed that it's still going to keep showing you the URL that you're on 
or the web search you just performed to get to the current page. But the location bar shrinks and shrinks and shrinks as you're scrolling through the page because you don't need it right now. Right. But and you can still tap right into it. But it's now you've the got the chrome at the bottom disappears too. Right. It's, yeah. it's you know it's a very clever approach to saying we know you want this stuff and here's quick access to it. But the main thing you're after is this actual web content. So let's give as much space to it as we can. Right. It's sort of like automated. Full screen mode, because I never use full screen mode in never. Safari because it's like, okay, I got to tap this thing, I got to remember later to get out of it. And it's pretty much saying, okay, we'll take care of that for you. And then we'll give you back what you need when you need it. Any last thoughts about iOS 7? Other favorites? Oh, that God, we Game Center. Mention? Game Center. Game Center has no, no more felt. felt. It's the felt gone. We, we, didn't, we didn't get back to the secure work. Uh, I'll miss the felt. No, no more leather, no more felt, no more stitching. Wood. See no the more wood. Yeah, th- one of the best lines was, look, everybody, it no longer has, and they said this for Mac OS, but it no longer has stitching, and yet it stays on the screen. It still stays on the screen. <laughs> but, and many cows yeah. were saved. So I will say that I'm excited cows. you can now take square photos with the camera. <laughs> It's so <laughs> weird. And filters. I know. Right? Wow, huh? I tried to get an Apple employee to show me that feature on his phone because I wanted to understand how that's possibly useful other than Instagram. just being a jerk to Instagram. Oh, I, yeah. it's entirely it's 100% being a jerk to Instagram. You know, here's the thing. And I think that all of us can fall victim to this sometimes. When Apple does one of these shows, we are the audience in some ways. I mean, this is really for developers, yeah, for but us. we are going to look at this and love it and go it's, crazy. And our readers are going to go for crazy for this stuff. And it's for us relaying to the public. And yes. I look at it and I watch it and I'm super excited about things. And I forget while I'm in there, wait, they don't have this, they don't have this, they don't have right. this. And so where are my freaking lock screen like widgets? And where is the ability to have more information on my home screen? And how could we still be using, I mean, well, yes, no, I can have multi center folders. is available from, in the, from lock lock screen. Screen. In the lock screen now. Right, but I, I want like, I want widgets and modules and doohickeys. Do you, Lex? I do. Apple well, says you don't. Yeah. So, do so, th- so this is one of the things mm-hmm. about the new control center is it sounds like it's only available on the home screen, not the lock screen. Right. Uh, so, I believe that I, is incorrect. I challenge you again. <laughs> they they <laughs> never once showed it in uh, the keynote coming from a lock screen. It was always no, on the they, home screen. But they said they that said it, it could. They said it's because uh, I, I even wrote it. It's available from Lex, the lock until screen. Until we oh. see it, we don't have to believe right. it. Right. So, no. So, did they sh- actually say that the entire control center is available on the, on the lock they screen? They said so. Yes. Yes. Wait, did you actually go? No. I just watched the live You need to do that. Fair enough. Uh, before we go, because we are we are running out of time, because this is a super long special version of the Macworld podcast. Any thoughts about iRadio or i, I sorry iTunes, iTunes Radio, radio uh, which is essentially Pandora features, as far as I can tell. Well, let me put it this way: it's Good. Pandora. It's sure. only available on Windows, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. I I am an iTunes yes. Match subscriber. I, yes. I love iTunes Match. I use it all the time. I like it. I well, I love it because I I don't have to fiddle around with syncing stuff to my iPhone anymore, right. and all my music is there. And like there are quirks, but like I like it when it works. I will I will pay for it, and this is free ad free with what I'm already spending. So it's basically free for me. I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's a great. But if otherwise, you're already an iTunes Match subscriber, then it's a great deal. But it doesn't seem like there's anything new here. No, it's it's a way to get just you to Apple's buy songs. Version. Just um, like how Google Play right. Music, whatever its name was, is just a knockoff of Spotify. It, this is just a knockoff. It's funny of how much of a big yeah. deal was made about this ahead of time. Just in terms of like there were so many rumors and so many whispers, and this is going to be a huge initiative. And in the end, really, it's only part of the it's part of the music app on your right. well, iPhones but, but, or iTunes. It's it's a feature. It's but not see, a, the thing is is I, I said this on on Twitter last week, and I said you know what. I don't think it's going to be anything new. It's going to be just like Pandora. But the fact that it's built into iTunes, I think, is going to mean that it's going to get a huge influx of users. Because I actually sure. I like Pandora, but the truth is I listen to it maybe once or twice a month because I always forget to, and, tur- to, and to go to the And this is built Pandora. into the music right. app. Well, and this is the same argument about the Google Play music right. store is that the, the only real innovation there is that now it's built into all of Google services. Right. And it's an, it's a, it's a, a, an ecosystem feature. Yeah. 
more than it is anything innovative. But yeah. I have to say I'm a little disappointed just because you know, Pandora, you know, Pandora is fine and it is good for music discovery, which leads into buying things on the on the iTunes store, I guess. I was hoping that Apple would have a new take on this and uh, and it doesn't. I'm surprised that they spent so much effort on it. Like they had to build it all. They had to get all those deals signed, which is, it seemed to only happen at the last week possible. Well, it's huge for Apple, though. Man. I mean, just think of all the revenue they're going to get that they weren't getting before just based on this. Right? For ads and for people buying right. songs. Yeah. Well, the, I think the ads won't go. I think the ads are going to mostly go to pay. That's how they're paying the studios. Yeah. Right, but th- I think they'll the get the, the song revenue. I think is yeah. going to be a big deal be because if you notice, there was a there's right, a whole there's bunch a of buy on top of everything. Just go ahead and buy this. For impulse purchasing, I think it's two different audiences. I mean, you may be right, and they know more about this than I do. I That's think it was now. two different audiences. Now I think it's the same so, audience. But so here's the thing, for me, I would never use the radio. When I use my library, when I use a subscription service. I kind of don't get it. I forget it's there. Right. Because um, I, I have a subscription service that I use, and I always forget that I'm even uh, that I have Rhapsody. I, I just forget about it. Pandora. When I used Pandora, when I remembered to Dan's mm-hmm. point to use yeah. Pandora. Oh my God! I bought so many songs. Oh, interesting. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. then you hear a song and it's gonna go away. So you're like, Oh, I need to star that. I need to favorite, favorite. And then you look at your favorites list and you're like, That was a good song. I wonder what else I bought. I, I listened once for like an hour and I bought four albums. Right? It's it's <laughs> yeah. you get going good with that. So they will make a lot of money yeah. on that. But I don't feel like Apple still does not believe that the all you can eat music subscription service is a model. They, right. They're just they're throwing in entirely with this other approach of streaming radio and then a la carte cart purchases, which works for a lot of people and doesn't work for other people. It's so. very much an analog to what we were all had prior to digital music, right? Like you listen to the radio and then, and you, then you go buy the album. Buy the album, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I agree mean, with you, though. It's, it is kind of disappointing that it, it it doesn't seem like outside of it's integrated into iTunes, there's anything new. Yeah, there's nothing just, new at all. It's just I was hoping same. for some cool, like, you can yeah. turn your station into a playlist. Right. And, and, and yeah. no. There's a, lot of what, there's a lot of stuff this could have been, but I think that what it is is – is great for Apple, and I think that within six months, it's going to have more subscribers than Pandora easily. It could be. It could, well, I mean, everybody who has iTunes Match now is going to get it. So, yeah. all right, this has been great. Uh, there was so much today. We uh, fortunately we only went on about half the length of the actual keynote. You can some of the, the stuff and again some of the stuff that wasn't in the keynote. Yeah, exactly right. So we'll, <laughs> there will be much more about. Uh, everything that happened at the Developers Conference keynote and the rest of the week here on future editions of the Macworld Podcast. But for this momentous week, uh, that's it. So uh, once again, I'm Jason Snell, and I would like to thank my guest, Lex Friedman. Great to see you. Dan Frakes, I'm glad you could report from the (laughs) fantasy keynote that you went to. (laughs) And Dan Warren, thank you. Thanks, Jason. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.